This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. So now that we've covered the jinn and we've covered the angels, you know, subhanAllah, there's, there's a reflection that I'd like to share, which is that a lot of times when you talk to people, there's this overwhelming paranoia that there are jinn everywhere, right? They're surrounding us here, they're surrounding us there. I mean, we have to even be conscious of them as we're entering into the restroom and when we're exiting and so on and so forth. And with everything that we do, there are jinn everywhere. And we just assume that we're constantly being surrounded by these demons and that paranoia can grow and grow and grow uh, to where a person not only doesn't enjoy life, but they don't even enjoy their ibadah, they don't even enjoy their worship anymore. However, it's important to recognize here, as a means of husn al in Allah, as a means of good expectation in Allah, not only is it that Allah will protect you when you do the things that you're supposed to do and avoid the things that you're supposed to avoid, but also that the number of angels is far greater than the number of jinn. And that's something very profound if you think about it, right? If Allah has mentioned angels that that literally crowd the heavens to a point that the heavens are shaking because there isn't a hand span except that there's an angel there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the power of the angels over the power of the jinn, then you should be confident that those angels are around you all the time. And instead of being paranoid all the time and saying jinn all around, say alhamdulillah there are angels around. I'm reading Quran, there are angels around. I'm doing dhikr, I'm remembering Allah, there are angels around. I'm praying, there are angels around. I'm calling up a brother or sister or doing something good for someone, there is an angel around. I'm going to visit someone for the sake of Allah, an angel is there. I'm going to this, I'm going to the masjid, an angel is there. I'm going to a halaqa, an angel is there. Don't always think about jinn, 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 jinn. Instead, think about the angels, the malaika that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surrounds us with and that'll give you a far more positive outlook on life. Now, on top of that, you read about in, in Al-Bidayah wa Nihayah and all other works in essence of tafsir in particular, the war between the angels and the jinn, that there was an actual harb, a war that broke out between them. And the, you know, the background of that is that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent the jinn to this earth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed them to be settled on this earth. And that's why it, it explains to us later on why the angels objected initially or they asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why He's creating human beings and putting them on earth again, knowing that their nature is also that they have free will and so on and so forth because the fear that they will be corrupt just like the first, the other creation that's like them that was given the earth and they were corrupt. And the jinn came here and amongst them were believers, amongst them were disbelievers. Um, you know, there's, there, there are several narrations here, none of them can actually be confirmed, but it gives us an overall picture. So you'll find Ibn Kathir mentioning the narrations that say that there were other creations, al-hin wal-bin, and the jinn were given power over them. So there, and Allah tells us in the Quran, وَيَخْلُكُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ He creates things that you don't know. So what animals were there? Uh, what other species or creations were on earth as the jinn were there, whatever it is, the jinn were given control over them. And the jinn became corrupt. They started to kill those that were under them, they started to oppress, they started to commit major sins, they started to disobey Allah, they started to bring shirk in, so they started to worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, they started to do the things that Allah prohibited them from doing, and this was, you know, this became the vast, the overwhelming majority of them. And subhanAllah, you know, the end of human beings on this earth as well, at the very end of the day, you know, the day of judgment will not be established except, as the Prophet said, on the worst of people. So by the time this incident that I'm about to mention happened, this was the worst of the jinn that were left. The, the good jinn had passed away and the evil jinn, you know, had, had taken, you know, control of this earth. 
And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the angels and the angels destroyed them and the angels pushed them to Jazar al-Buhur, which means the corners of the oceans. They were pushed to the water and they were, they were taken off of the land and they were really you know, put into pockets. And for the most part, they were killed even. Because of their corruption, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed that destruction to come upon them. Now amongst them was a jinn by the name, uh, whose name can't really be established. We know him as Iblis. But his name Iblis did not become, or his name did not become Iblis until he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The devil, the shaitan, Iblis. Now some narrations uh, would say his name was Azazil. Uh, but none of that can really be established. The point is that there was a righteous jinn amongst them. Uh, according to some of the ulama, he's the father of the jinn, just as Adam alayhi salam is the father of human beings. Okay, So he's the first of them, or he's one of the earliest of them, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a very long life because he used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala consistently, and he was someone that was very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the angels destroyed the jinn on this earth, they took Iblis up, whatever his name was before Iblis. And subhanAllah, he, he was allowed to even worship amongst the angels, amongst some of the highest ranked angels in fact. And according to Imam bin Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he was even given the shape of an angel. You know, subhanAllah, so that when he enters into Jannah, he enters in a beautiful way. And at that time, there were only malaika there, there were only angels there. So he was even given a shape of an angel, though it was understood that he was not actually an angel. And so this is where things start to take root now. This gives us a background to what is to come when Adam salam is created and why this questioning even takes place. Because you read the ayah initially, you know, when Allah talks about Adam salam coming to earth and you say, well, why, how did the angels know that something bad would happen and that corruption would spread amongst them? Because they had already experienced that amongst the jinn. And so now Iblis is settled in paradise and he's worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has the shape of the angel. And that's where things start to go sour afterwards. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you enjoyed and benefited from this video. If you did, then please do share it. And if you'd like to follow the rest of the series, then please do click on the top box. And if you'd like to see all of the other episodes and the other videos we have to offer, then please click on the box under that. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel for more amazing content.